Work it just a little bit. Creating space, spaciousness in our life to receive those nudges. And through that devotion, we're constantly receiving more than what we even think is possible for us. Welcome to the Reclaiming Purpose podcast with me, your girl, your hostess with the mostest, and the founder of You Are Into It, Dana Lisa. Join me weekly here for wisdom drops on all things intuition. My methodology is the D3 method, and it teaches you how to discover your own joy GPS and reclaim your intuition, then decondition old people-pleasing or analysis paralysis so that you can transform on a belief level in your unconscious mind. And lastly, how to take deliberate aligned action and find liberation and fulfillment in all aspects of your life, including relationships, love, money, and career. My process uses a blend of human design, neuro-linguistic programming, and my own intuitive gifts to help you in reclaiming purpose in your life. Hello, beautiful people. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. I am enjoying some alone time, which has led to a lot of creativity. So much creativity, in fact, that I've had trouble with my sleeping patterns, which for me is normal when I get really excited and I have a lot of ideas flowing through me. I almost become nocturnal. (laughs) So last night I decided to try to get back on track with my sleep schedule and I ended up intending really to have a nap for a couple of hours, but that turned into me going to bed at not even 5 p.m. Waking up in the middle of the night, watching a few episodes of Bridgerton, which if you are a Bridgerton fan, connect with me on Instagram. We can talk about all of the things. And then having a really good sleep into the morning. So now I'm feeling really good. I'm still bursting with creative ideas. I still have so much flowing through me. And one of my struggles when I'm feeling this way is managing that energy. It takes a lot of power for us to be able to hold our feminine energy, our creativity, our life force energy without this constant need to expend it. And one of the things that I see again and again in new age manifestation practices when we talk about manifestation is there aren't a lot of people who have mastered this power and they're not teaching others how to master holding this power. One of the things that is the art of of manifestation, especially manifesting really in our feminine energy, which the work that I do is for people who resonate with being very feminine energy. I myself resonate with being a very feminine energy person. I myself am someone who was conditioned my whole life to live in very masculine energy and letting go of hustle, overachievement, the need to be seen has allowed me to lean back in miracle receivership. And that's something that I teach. It's now become my work and my life's devotion because through my own personal lived experiences, I realized how much more aligned this was for me and how there was other people who were going through what I was going through, which was being really 
taken away from my naturally feminine essence in order to try to make it in, you know, a dog-eats-dog world where I thought that the solution to me achieving all of my goals and becoming successful meant not being feminine anymore, not being emotional, not leaning back to receive, but instead hustling and making it work for myself. And some spiritual practices, they they still teach from this very masculine perspective, and that works for people who have a resonance with being very masculine energy. I myself don't, and the people who I teach now, they're people who are looking to lean back, to play more, to have more fun and joy and ease, and they're not getting that because they're being in their masculine in times where they don't truly desire to be in their masculine. For some people, that's a really natural state of being. Some people love, you know, being the boss babe, being the like woman CEO on top, the really like strong, independent woman archetype. And I'm sure you can think of people in your life who you have seen that are this archetype and they thrive in it. And that's beautiful. And if you're attracted to that and that's where you're going, those are the type of people who are going to inspire you and motivate you and who are going to know the practical strategic things to do to achieve what they've achieved. I myself have chosen a different route after delving in that world for a while. I really was in the boss babe world of, (laughs) you know, hustling and making my dreams come true through creation and, you know, work hard now to get what you want later. And I believed that. I, I really, those are the stories that I had been taught. And those are the stories that I chose to believe were the truth because I didn't know there was another way. And so I thought I need to subscribe to this in order to be successful. And I burned myself out over and over and over again. And I experienced so much of my not-self theme, which as a projector is bitterness. And I still experience bitterness when I'm not in alignment. It's such a good indicator for me of like, oh, something's off. Like, what's going on here? And I've had a little bit of bitterness lately because... Sometimes I get so excited and I birth things into the world and then naturally, inevitably, things don't go according to plan. And this is just the nature of things. (laughs) Things don't go according to plan. And the monumental shift that I made that allowed me to be okay with this, because this used to lead me to like, full-on mental breakdowns. Like if things didn't go according to plan, I was like, I'm a failure. Ah, Like my world's falling apart. There's something wrong with me. I suck. I need to learn more. I need to consume more content. I must need to try harder. And I would just have these like apocalyptic meltdowns where I would like burn myself out so hard. And then I would burn everything to the ground in my business or my life and just like start fresh over and over again. And the thing with starting fresh over and over again, while it's really lovely and it served me so well, because as I was stepping into the truth of who I am and learning and growing, there were times where I had no resonance anymore with who I used to be or what I had created as that past version of myself. And so in order to 
thrive and be authentic and be embodied, I had to burn certain structures or relationships or situations or opportunities to the ground and start fresh and renew myself so that I could blossom in new fertile ground that was really fertilized with my truth rather than conditioning or shadow. And it served me. And now I'm in this new space. I'm in this new focus where I feel really embodied in who I am. And I feel like I have clarity around how I want to live my life, not only what I want, which for a long time I was quite lost. I wrote a post about this the other day, how like I used to want a Chanel bag so bad. Like having a Chanel bag was this big thing for me and I thought I wanted it so bad. And I was like, yeah, like I'm going to get that. That's going to be amazing. I'm going to put it on my vision board. I'm going to visualize how it's going to feel in my hands, going to the store and buying it. It's going to be so amazing. And I remember this point where I realized that Chanel bags are made of lambskin. And I had this kind of like conflict, this internal conflict. And this is probably a feeling that you will recognize yourself where it's like I really want something because I believe that that thing is happiness. Like we've associated it with happiness in our mind. Because for me, I had achieved, or I had, I had a, connected having a shell nail bag with success. So in my mind, it was directly correlated and linked to joy. But I also recognized that that desire wasn't actually rooted in the truth of my soul. It was out of alignment. I actually didn't desire in my soul a Chanel bag because it doesn't align with my morals and my values, my fundamental morals and values. And so I had to ask myself, like, why? why do you want the Chanel bag? And that was when I had the clarity of like, oh, you've linked this Chanel bag to success because you've seen other coaches and the first people you followed and they had this Chanel bag. And so you linked it to success and fulfillment. And so in your mind, like striving for that meant striving for success and fulfillment. And this is what I teach inside intuitive opulence because I, I used to be so attached to things like flying first class, 10K months, um, you know, a Chanel bag. And I've done all of these things. Well, I haven't bought the Chanel bag, but I've flown first class and I have made the 10K months and I've made more than that. And it's been wonderful. These things are great. However, they're not my driving force. They're not my reason for doing what I do. I had to recalibrate to what actually matters to me to invite in the experiences that are aligned with the truth of my soul. And I, I like had so many epiphanies on that journey, which is why I brought them all into intuitive opulence. And I had a student recently who messaged me and she was like, oh my gosh, I just realized that like I had uh, more than a 10K month, like I did like 20,000 something and she hadn't, up, she hadn't had a 10K month even up until that point. And she took intuitive opulence a couple of weeks ago. Well, no, a couple months ago now. And she was like, I, I know that the work in intuitive opulence is what sparked this shift because for the first time, I wasn't attached to the 10K month. The 10K month was just an inevitability of being devoted and working on the things that actually mattered and that were really in alignment for me. And I was like, oh, yes, that's what it's all about. 
So this work works. I'm evidence, students are evidence. And Intuitive Opulence is part of the Way membership. It is also part of the Pleasure, Power, Profit bundle, which is available until March 18th. And it's the pleasure piece. Intuitive Opulence is the the pleasure component and the power component is the immersion, which is really your reactivation and reawakening of your psychic and intuitive abilities and the the stepping into and the embodiment of your deep power as a healer, this innate wisdom that it is that exists within you. And then profit is psychic sales, which is the ability to stay in that authentic truth when you are building these genuine human relationships in your way, in a way that brings in abundance with so much ease. Because there's no right or wrong way to do sales. There's just the way that's authentic to you and your truth. And then the way that you've been conditioned and taught sales is supposed to be. And one of them works really well for you. And one of them doesn't. I'm sure you can guess which is which. So those three programs are bundled this month. That's the focus in the way membership. The way membership is access to all of my programs, but we're, we focus on specific areas during our live group coaching and hot seat coaching that I do via Zoom with the members of the way. And you can join us. The link is in the show notes, or you can grab the bundle of just those three programs. If they have a deep resonance, but you don't want to commit to the six month membership of the way, you can grab the bundle of pleasure, power, profit until March 18th. And uh, I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about how I don't agree with a lot of like manifestation practices because they teach, you know, create your own reality. And I think that's great because obviously (laughs) we all want to create our own reality. But I think people get really hyper-focused on things that don't actually matter to them. They matter to the ego. So a lot of times people haven't done their deconditioning work and they haven't healed and they haven't done any inner child work or shadow work when they jump into manifestation because they're looking for that like quick result of, oh, well, I want to manifest money right now or I want to manifest a car right now or I want to manifest a Chanel bag right now. And then they search like, how do I manifest on the internet? And then they, you know, discover like Abraham Hicks and all these incredible teachers like who do amazing things. But a lot of times what goes unaddressed is what do you actually truly desire? What are your soul's desires underneath your conditioned ego, underneath what you've been taught success looks like or what you should look like when you are successful, how you should be living your life? What do you actually want? So like for myself, for example, this has evolved so much over the last few years. I used to think that I wanted, you know, the really, like the really five-star resort nomad life. And I did that for a while. And I realized like, "Mm, this isn't actually as satisfying as I thought it would be. And I do this often. I learn through experience because I'm a one, three, investigator martyr profile. So a lot of times it's like, I do the thing and then I learn. (laughs) And so I learned through like doing it like, oh, this is okay, but it's not as fulfilling as I thought it was going to be. And then I started to really explore like, 
what do I actually want long term? Like I used to have this kind of particular vision that was really modeled off of the people who I initially followed in the coaching industry because it was like the way out of my old life. So if you missed the last podcast episode, I talked about like running away from pain versus running towards pleasure and how they're like not the same thing at all. And this was true for me. Like I was running away from pain of my old life and the coaching industry was like the way out. So I was using it as a guiding compass because I was running away from pain, not because I was running towards the truth of what I wanted. And I've been thinking a lot about how, you know, I I want like a farmstead and I want to have a garden and I want a lot of my time and practice to be devoted to the earth and creating my food and creating like a sustainable ecosystem with my family. And I have been thinking about how, you know, I want to have an open cart where women can come into my world at any time and I'm not in like a launch cycle anymore, which was part of why I reconfigured my my business model in the last few months. And I've been thinking a lot about how I love, you know, sustainable, eco-friendly products and how, you know, when I was creating my e-commerce site, I was like, I'm not going to just sell anything and everything. Like I'm not going to sell mugs and t-shirts and like the traditional things that of course would sell if they were designed well, but I myself don't really hold a lot of value for. I wanted it to be like sacred objects, things that I hold sacred in my life, even as a minimalist whose whole life fits in a suitcase. So I've been, you know, really reconfiguring what it means for me to be successful Dana, what that looks like. And I have been thinking about how I'm not totally into how co-creation itself is traditionally taught in a lot of ways because I'm interested in receiving and I'm interested in constantly receiving what is meant for me versus what my ego thinks it wants. And that means that I can't be hyper-focused on like visualizing really specific things unless I'm totally certain that those are aligned with the truth of my soul. And I have to more work on entering into receivership mode and entering into my ability to receive what's actually the best for me. So I've had this realization that there's a profound difference between believing you know exactly what's best for you and trying to create that versus trusting that what's best for you is coming. And so doing things like teaching us to visualize or focus on specific goals with a really, you know, hyper-focused fixedness can micromanage miracles because it can stop us from receiving what's actually meant for us because we're so focused on receiving what we think we want, even though we haven't done the work to make sure that that's truly aligned with our soul's desires. And there's this, uh, this beautiful shift that we get to make that can change everything where we become ready and open and laid there in our truth, like we are so embodied in who we are and devoted to the healing work. And we're so focused on trusting the intuitive nudges that we receive and creating space, spaciousness in our life to receive those nudges. And through that devotion, we're constantly receiving more than what we even think is possible for us. 
So this is something I say often is that you, as from your current human perception of where you are right now, you have no idea what possibilities are available to you because your brain is limited and it's functioning on past experiences. And even though you're expanding through vicarious living through people who are living their amazing dream lives, you still don't know fully what's available to you because life has the ability to shock and surprise you, aka give you a miracle. So something that's larger and greater than you ever thought you could receive. And so while I'm not against like goal setting, I just want to be clear, like I think it's so great to hold manifestations and to set these goals and these these, um, you know, even having a bag on your vision board, like, isn't a bad thing or saying, I want 10 people in my group program isn't a bad thing. It's not about not setting the goal, but it's about doing the energetic work to be available to receive way fucking more than that. Most people focus on, I want to be okay if I don't receive that. I'm, I'm, they're like focused on self-protection of like, I want 10 people in my course, but if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be okay. And they expend, you know, 90% of their energy on, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be okay, but I'm going to keep going. And that resiliency piece, rather than I want 10 people in my course and I'm fully available to receive a fuck ton more. And if, you know, in the very back of their mind, that like 2% of like, if it doesn't happen, it's okay. I'm, of course I'm going to be okay. I'm always okay. I've always got me. But that shouldn't even be a question. <laughs> that shouldn't even be a thing. Like when we do this trust work and we heal, we know we're always going to be okay no matter what. So it shouldn't even be a focus of our energy in our manifestation work. Our manifestation work should be the energy of holding. This is what I believe I desire and I'm totally available for so much more. If it's what you desire, like you are supported in it. That's like, let that sink in. Your desire is the sign. You can stop searching for a sign outside of yourself. You can stop pulling tarot cards. You can stop using your pendulum. You can stop asking for a butterfly to fly by. You can stop looking for an owl. Like you can stop doing all of those things. You don't have to. You can use those as a conversation an ongoing conversation that you're having with the universe at any given time. That's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. Angel numbers, tarot cards. But most people look for these as validation of like, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? Rather than using it as a, oh, of course, of course I pulled this tarot card because this is what my intuition is telling me to do. So it makes total sense, right? There's a huge difference between those two things. So knowing what you desire, you are supported in it, no matter what it is, and how it comes in and when it comes is all about your ability to receive it, not to create it. So a lot of people, they get caught up in their heads like, oh, well, this didn't happen. So I must not be, you know, good at manifestation or I must not be good at co-creating or I must, you know, not be supported even worse. They're like, oh, I'm not supported. And they go into a downward spiral of like, I need to make it all happen myself. And then they slip back into that hustle force masculine, like, Mer! and there's this beautiful, ability that we can foster within ourselves, throughout our entire being, including our conscious mind, our unconscious mind, all of it, we can foster this trust and this faith that what is best for me is happening right now. And so therefore, I am simply just devoted to the present 
And I'm trusting that the intuitive nudges are guiding me to receive miracles, things that I couldn't even possibly know are available to me are coming. I love you so much. Have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you very, very soon. All right, Intuits, that's all for this week, but I will catch you here on Reclaiming Purpose next week. And if you want more of this type of content, you can go check out the offers on youareintuit.com. The link is in the show notes. And for a chance to win a one-year subscription to all of our workshops and programs, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can enter you into our quarterly draw. I will talk to you guys so soon and have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world.